listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 112 on EdReach. What is Ed Gamer? <laughs> this is Ed Gamer for Thursday, September 5th, 2013. Like that? Did that make you giggle? <laughs> okay. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. I haven't had to do that in a while. No. It's kind of weird. I don't know if I like just the two of us. Yeah. Just the two of us. Okay. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform, not Zach singing. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. Jerry? Yeah. W what do you do? Uh, my name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher in Schaumburg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth-grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Jerry? Yeah? How the heck are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's been an exciting week. Um, we're on, you know, like second full week of iPads in the classroom, one-to-one. -one. We're, like, totally getting into it now. It's getting really exciting. Um, did a lot of stuff this week. You know, still hunting down the apps that I want. There's always the challenge of trying to find everything you want in free apps. So, um, it, but it's, it's awesome. It's great. I really love so far what it's done. So it, it's been pretty cool. Well, um, this week, I, I don't know if you've, uh, have you started your game club yet? Not yet. And actually, um, the guys that set up my game club were all seniors uh, who have now left. Yeah. But I already had three kids ask me last week to set up a Minecraft club. That's right. So we might move into a Minecraft club this year. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. i got to get that Minecraft EDU stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to work on that one. The, okay, so last year I averaged about 30 students in my, my school. We have about 750 kids, about 30 students every other week for game club. Mm -hmm. I sent out permission slips, and... Um, I made 50 copies right off the bat. Well, actually, 40 copies, and those are gone. Wow. I made 20 copies. Those are gone. I've made 10 more copies, and I have one left. Wow. So now I don't think all of them are going to show up uh, tomorrow, but uh, let's see. I have a student teacher that's helping out and a parent that's helping out. We have three people with... Do you have another student teacher? No, I don't. He's he's on our team, but he's with uh, he's with another teacher. How many teachers do they give you? No, no, I don't have one. I don't have one. It's with another teacher on my team. You should get you should get Nilo as a student teacher. Nilo, we'll send Nilo. <laughs> It'd be a little, you know, the weather's getting cold there, Nilo. You need to accept it's gonna get cold here, but I'm What's sure that? it's much colder. No, in I think that's an awesome idea. If you're gonna pay for his plane ticket, Zach, that's nice of you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all yeah. over that. All right, Nilo's. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming to America. Wow, this is really not turning into a <laughs> I think I just saw the guitar one down. viewer go down to zero. Pull the guitar down, Jerry. <laughs> hey, uh, let's let's get this done. Uh, we get this little side note 
advertisement here. It's fall in America. I don't really want to do like a little, you know, like, you know, really get into it. It's fall in America and it's almost spring in Australia. You know the toilets rotate the other way? That's not I just true. want to let you know. I wonder if it's more efficient flushing. It's really not. I'm just bringing that up. Do you know what that means? EdReach is launching not one, not two, not three, but five new channels in coming weeks. The Lady Geeks, which they've already started, because actually they're starting here at, what, 9 o'clock or so? Mm -hmm. no, and, I think uh, they were before us, weren't they at 8? Oh, maybe they they're at 8. Yeah, two yeah. guys, uh, TechSmith, Chalkstar, to Rockstar, and Subtext, The Reading Room, and Chalkies. Ch Chuckles. Ch <laughs> Chuckles. No, Chalk. What is that? Is it Chalk? <laughs> Jerry, help me out. Wow, Chuckles. You're Chuckles. You know that? What? I'm sorry. That is, I, you know, you think we'd practice this, but it's not like I'm teaching during the day and, <laughs> and leaving at 5 o'clock at night. So Subtext, The Reading Room, and what is that? Oh, I'm trying to find Chalkies? again. I think I lost my doc. Chalkles, okay. A comic strip with an education attitude. Chalkles. Chalkles. Why wow. would it be Chuckies? The word chalk is in it. I, you know, my, I'm wearing glasses too, and you think that would help. Stay glued to edreach.us and check out the new channels and all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can find out how to pronounce that. You wonder why we don't have any sponsors on this show. You know, Cadillac was going to sponsor the show, but after they heard you read an advertisement spot, they were like, nope, pulling that. Not. I'm more off the cuff. cars for life. Right, right. You ever driven a Cadillac? Uh, yeah. I had a rental car. They were going to give me a like rental Echo Cadillac. or something. Yeah, and yeah. they didn't have it, so they gave me a Caddy. It was awesome. It was the greatest rental car ever. Yeah, the Cadillac I drove, I don't think the shocks were... I think the original ones from long, long ago, and you just kind of you hit oh. bump and it. Mine was like riding a couch, literally like they attached a steering <laughs> wheel to a couch. You'd like awesome. that, wouldn't you? Yeah, it would be great if you could put a toilet in it too. Okay. So, yes. So we have uh, the game club. Going back to that, had the game club, so that's kind of exciting. But we'll see what's going on there. I guess we got to move on here. Hey, uh, I talked to uh, Penguemic last night. Penguemic? Penguemic. And I talked to Layla Shabir, and she's the CEO and founder of Learn District, and they've created this game called Penguemic, and they've they're starting to raise some serious cash there. Yeah, I would say fourteen thousand. Awesome. Yeah. So they, uh, it's a word. When words become power and penguins rise up in arms, because those penguins are dangerous, it's up to you, <laughs> except when there's sharks around. It's up to you to lead them to victory and declare global dominance. They're putting on a PC, Linux, and iOS, and guess what they are using, Jerry, to write this? What? What are you using, Jerry, in Classroom? Unity. There you go, baby. Nice. They're using Unity. So, this is a, I like this artwork. The artwork's kind of cute. Yeah. I, I don't, kind I mean, of cute. I didn't mean cute in a bad way. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. You don't even it's have cool. kids. I have two girls. I can say cute. <laughs> you know, but you, yeah, it's just not very, not very manly. Whatever. Okay. Do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna have them. Uh, we might have actually Layla. Uh, 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 da, da, da. Layla. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I was. Yeah, so I'm getting Eric Clapton. It's kind of a music night here. <laughs> 
I could Layla? actually I could play Layla if I take a guitar okay. down right now. Yeah. So Layla and her and her husband, who's also he's a game designer. Really? Yeah. Nice. So I think that'd be I think that could be kind of cool because you know you guys could chit chat a little bit. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah. And uh, I'm noticing on here uh, Layla's favorite games: Assassin's Creed series, Portal mm-hmm. Two. Portal 2. I think that's kind of cool. I love Portal 2. I saw there's a really cool YouTube video about Portal that yeah. uh, my kids showed me, and uh, it's it's incredible. It's like it's and the guy makes all his own videos, does all his own special effects, and yeah. he gets like a like a ner- they use like a Nerf gun that he arrives in the mail, and then he starts you know his roommates are annoying him, so he like. He throw he he shoots a portal in the wall and then shoots a portal near his roommate and throws a box through it and hits <laughs> him in the head. But it's like it's fantastically done. And okay. then he starts flying through it. You awesome. need you need to send that to me. Yeah yeah we will uh, we'll get that going. So if you remember from last week, we had uh, Craig Gerard from a Gamer's Education and uh, Troll in the Corner, and he has articles that are published through there. He is really getting into this games and learning, uh, you know, network and, and trying to figure out how games can be used in the classroom. He's a parent, and uh, this is a high interest to him. So he's he created this site called The Gamer's Education. And he contacted us and, and said, you know, hey, I'd like to interview you for, you know, my uh, my page and, and and write an article and such. And, you know, I have some questions for you. I was like, hey, how about we take those questions and we just answer them on the show? And he's like, okay. So then he can listen and and, and add that and create an article and be able to post that. So um, I guess we'll just roll right into it, Jerry. So I've kind of briefly looked these over, um, but I really didn't want to, you know, didn't want to ruin it, Jerry, because you know how I am. <laughs> you know, when I talk before the show... And ruin the questions. Okay, yeah. what is the goal of the Ed Gamer podcast? Actually, it's so Jerry can show off his guitars and sing every once in a while. I wish I knew how to zoom in on just my guitars. Oh, yeah. hold on. <laughs> Earthquake and Schomburg. Okay, Wait, I'm still uh, here. Yes, we're still okay. Good. Okay. That's good. Um, what is the goal of the Ed Gamer podcast? I would say it's to educate. It's to show different ways that games can be used in the classroom. It's to um, really question and, and see, you know, what are the best ways to learn. And I, I've really learned over the years that, you know, games and learning, using games in the classroom, it's just one tool. It's one of many tools, and it's not always the best tool, but it's it's definitely a fun one. I think in in my words what the goal is, is the show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. And uh, <laughs> we give the education angle on any type of game, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. And we discuss how these games um, impact student learning and how they can be used effectively in the classroom. I'm Zach. I, 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 I oh, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't have said um, it better, Jerry. No, you know what? I, you know what I like about this question? We don't really have, like, a mission statement. My Type 75... My Type 75 was filled with mission, vision, values, and beliefs. And yeah. um, But of all those, you know, I think a clear mission statement is actually a good one to have. And I don't, we don't really have one. You know, but no. I, I do like your concept <clears throat> of the tool. You know, we, we talk about that 
that all of this is only a tool for a certain type of student. So I think um, I think our goal is highlighting the diversity that is some students learn better through games, or not only learn better through games, but that games, whether they be educational-based games or entertainment-based games, not only have strong impact on students, but can also have learning possibilities within them. Yeah. Hey, how about the uh, the Parkside Junior High School Game Club mission statement, right? Mm, there you we go. Put okay, this together. How about this? Using games to enhance learning. Okay. Have fun. Well, it's not one statement. It's two, it's two it's, bullet points. It's bullet <laughs> points. It's, bullet it's points. no longer a statement at all. No. It's, just, okay. it's, it's They're portals. No, they're bullet points. They're, they're bullets. Uh, using games to enhance learning. Have fun, create, and socialize. <laughs> I like it. You I, could I say socialize would be collaborate. That would be the, the teaching term today, wouldn't it? I think we sh we should make it like um, somehow video game based. Like our goal well, it is doesn't have to, to be video game. It could be board reach game. the end of the level where oh I see what you're saying. better. Yeah. 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 No, I um yeah yeah I think that's good stuff. It just <laughs> I don't really that's, know. That's good. That's good, Jerry. It's good. No, this that that's a good that's a great question because uh, we should probably figure that out. We're cooking like peanut oil. What? That's, that's our Duck goal. Dynasty. That's Duck Dynasty. Just oh, to let you know. Did you see him? Did you? Yeah, I did. Him? Yeah. I know you did. I saw the pictures. I just wanted to go ahead and bring that out for everybody yeah, else. It's awesome. Aren't you yeah. gonna tell a story? Long story about it? No. Hmm. I have autographs. That's that's about it. The girls were excited. Next question. <laughs> okay, what role do you feel games can play in education? Um, well, according to some it can play the ultimate role, which uh, there's some people in the field that feel, you know, that the ideas of games itself, how they are set up, we should definitely learn from them and how we uh, gather information, you know, real-time feedback. Uh, things get more difficult, uh, rewarded along the way, you know, being able to collaborate and work with others you know, games are a, a great mechanism for, you know, for learning itself. Uh, the bad, th I guess the thing is that, you know, of course, what was it last night? Grand Theft Auto 5? Saw a commercial for it. You know, people think of, when they think of games, they start thinking of games like that. And mm -hmm. It's, you know, honestly, you can learn from any game. Um but there are definitely are some games that are better than others. I um, so this is this is off the cuff because I'm going to be honest. I didn't read through the questions first, which would have been a good idea. But no, um, um, what role do you feel games play in education? You know, <clears throat> I think like anything, especially anything technology related, this role is changing faster than we can predict. And now with the with the amount of games that are available mobily, um, it's changing even more. So, for instance, I was at uh, my wife's softball game last night, and the mother of one of the kids was frustrated with the child and was like, can you play Minion Dash for like 10 minutes here and just sit down? And I was like, 
it's a wonder that teachers get frustrated when their kids have iPads in the classroom and and play games during the you know during what's supposed to be educational time yeah. when the kids coming up now are completely you know when it was my age you could sit and daydream about going home and playing a video game <laughs> but you didn't have the option of doing yeah. it in class yeah. and and now you know and this was a question i posed to you that we can answer at a whole different time is it, it's kind of your teaching has to become strong enough and engaging enough to make kids want to not play a game in your class because We're it's much easier for them yeah you're 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 and you, you're forced to engage through entertainment now, which is interesting. And, and I'm not not necessarily a bad thing, you know. If you're, I don't know. If, if your lesson's so boring <laughs> that you can't keep the attention yeah. of kids, then maybe it's time for a change. So the the short answer to a long question: What role do you feel games can play in education? You know, like we say, it's a tool for a certain amount of kids. But I also feel that that right now it's it's kind of a it's something that might be pushing education to better itself because games are so powerful. Um, what will we talk about? It? They're great attention getters. They're great attention keepers. Games are. They're great assessors, right? We talk about the way that games assess. I mean, if you look at it, maybe games have something to teach teachers about teaching. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I definitely see that they can be useful, but it's and I'm sure every generation looks at this and says, you know, these kids today they don't know how how to get along with you know, you know, without this, this, and this. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's I never went to my parents and asked, you know, I'm bored. What can I do? I mean, did you ever do that? I was an only well, child. You were big. So all yeah. I did was hang I was out. an only child. <laughs> But I, but you know, I I went outside and played. I there I found things to do. I never went to my parents saying I'm bored. I'm sure when I was really young, but you know, once I got to the point where I could ride my bike and go anywhere, yeah, you know, see ya. I mean, I, I could definitely find something to do. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't recall my youth. It's a few years missing there. No, <laughs> I uh, like <laughs> I mean I don't. <laughs> You're younger than I am. I don't I don't remember. I don't even remember, you know, like, I mean, I remember sometimes, like I said, I remember coming home from school and maybe playing a video game, you know, or or finishing homework and then playing a video game. Yeah. I don't remember being overly bored. Well, what, what I'm getting at is that you're right. The entertainment, you, you, they have to be constantly entertained, and and it's, I don't know. I, I, I get frustrated as a parent, you know, yep. that I'm trying to find, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help my kids find something to do. Are you kidding me? Hmm. So, no, you're not going to get on your device. You've been on it long enough. You need to do something else. But devices are are becoming appendages. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they I mean, I, but to me too. I don't. I don't know what to do without yeah. mine. Yeah. I mean, if I even went a day without, I I don't. I you know, it would be a good test to see how long I could go without checking my phone right. or one of my two iPads or one, my yeah. laptop or, you know. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. What role do you feel games can play in education? I, I, I think it can be a good role, but if done improperly, it can be bad. Yeah. Be really bad. Okay, do you think tabletop games or video games are better suited for educational purposes? What are the pros and cons of each? 
you know, what I'm dealing with right now is that I want to be able to use more uh, digital games in my classroom, but we're moving to netbooks, we're moving to systems that might not necessarily be able to handle the games that I'm wanting to do. Sometimes board games are easier. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're easier, and cost-wise, it's, it's more effective. And uh, communication-wise, you know, you, you, like you, you can play Xbox Live for days online and say that you're being, um, you know, that that you're communicating with others and you're being networked and you're you're being social. But but the socialness of playing a board game is different. You know, there, there's there's just different between sitting across a, a board game and, and playing with someone. Now, on the other hand, um, video games, the one thing that I like about them right now, which really pertains to my end, um, creation-wise, uh, I think... I th it, so, obviously, kids can make tabletop games. Um, I had to make one for an art class once. Yeah. But um, the the making of video games, I think, is more impressive to them, so they, they tend to put more into it. So from a creation standpoint, I think video games have a, a leg up on tabletop games. They can be more complex, but, man, I've, I've, you know, I've got a board game that I've been looking at, I've been reading about, you know, the Civilization board game. It's pretty complex. Yeah. It's pretty no. complex to put together, you know, all the pieces... Being able to understand it, it's going to take a while. It's going to take several playthroughs before I feel comfortable, really comfortable with that game. You know, it's interesting. There, there, yeah, there is a difference um, in the understanding of a game. One of my friends had a card game the other day, and uh, you know, it took me, it took me almost an hour to lay all the cards out and to really, you know, even with a basic understanding of the type of card game it was, to really understand how the card game came together. And I don't recall ever spending an hour trying to figure out how to get started on a video game. Yeah. yeah. Well, you bust through it, and then, you know, right. you, you, you die, and then you kind of, <laughs> like, okay, let's try this again. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then and then you get into role-playing games. Yeah. You know, talk about complexities. I mean, yeah. I mean, Dungeons & Dragons has, you know, how many different editions? And, uh, well, they're coming up with D&D &D next. So, I mean, it's there's all these different rule sets. And it's super complex. Yeah, role-playing games, I think, have to be one of the best things for education. Just because anytime you enter, um, anytime you enter any any area of fantasy or pretend, or that makes you extend outside of a comfort zone, I think that's a learning yeah. zone. You know, a unique learning zone that they don't get to see in, in other things. You yeah. certainly don't get in math class. You know, I do like. I, I love digital. I love video games. But I think there's something about sitting around a table and interacting with others, and 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 having that, uh, having that inter it's there's so much that's going on there. What's the um, name? One game you played at GLS? Uh, it was that card game. Yep, exactly. It was the first place uh, I was going. That, is that role playing? That's, I can't remember the name of it. We played FIFA, and I remember that now that I think about it, because that oh, was fun. It, yeah. Which which also was four of us sitting together. It was almost more of a of a board game. Yeah. Set up yelling because, at you like right. What are it you was doing? four of us sitting together, but that card game uh, was literally one of the highlights of. Oh yeah, my it was time a lot there. of fun. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, I won't mention the fact that we could have looked at Oculus Rift while we're you know 
Yeah, we were in the same room as same room, and you know, hey, you need to play this. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, what's that thing? Oh, probably some weird virtual reality thing. Geez. Whatever. Whatever. Thanks, Jerry, for bringing that up. Yeah. Okay. So you know, pros and cons of that. You know, the the pros of you know, if especially if you have devices in your classroom, uh, and you're able to get some type of games, you know, it's it's easy. You can start it. You can end it. You can save it. Mm-hmm. You know, tabletops. One thing that you know, playing Catan mm. or any That's other types call. of board games yeah. in the classroom, you know, okay, keep the board set up. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody right, touch right. this board. Yeah. And and then coming back the next day because you have a limited amount of time, so you have to find games that are that are quick. Um, yeah, that's a good call. I didn't think about that. You know. Yeah, you know, John Hunter with the World Peace game. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping you know if if there was, and I think there Catan is online, and I don't know if you have to pay have a subscription to play with other people, but you know you're taking that interaction out, and that, I don't I don't like. I don't like that. I I love playing those tabletop games. I want somebody there. Yeah. Um, it's time wise is just that's that's the negative on some of those uh, tabletop games. Hmm. Uh, cons of the video games sometimes it's the cost. Hmm. Uh, so it just depends. Cost. <laughs> the you know um, I think there are boy I got to be careful about saying this because of the amount of money that goes into putting out a board game. All right, I'm going to Jim G. I'm going to throw this out there and then probably be wrong, but I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say there are more bad video games on the market than there are bad board games. Hmm. I really have no evidence to back that up. I'm just thinking that the amount of... Your generalization, to me, at first thought, makes sense. Because the amount of money that goes into putting out a board game, which is not probably hugely profitable in the first place, but but an app, I mean, how many bad apps and, and games have you downloaded? I download like four a day, right. you know, and, and that's mobile. And you but, can put out, you can put out really cheap, you know, not thoroughly sure. thought through games on yeah. through an app or online, and and that's a good thing. I mean, I think there's some good things there. One thing that um, you know, I talked to Layla from uh, Learn District last night was that she's really big into the indie game scene. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good indie games out there. Sure. Uh, so, and that's that's that field is growing. Okay. Hopefully, we got that one answered. Do you think <laughs> games are best used as supplemental tools to traditional curriculum, or can they be the curriculum? It, it totally depends on the game. Totally depends on the game. Um, I have based um, almost my outlining of my class when I compared it my civilization to the Illinois state standards and I've been able to make to line those up um, but it's I use the game every once in a while throughout the year it's not if we just don't play the game the whole year I do many other things but I refer back to that and it's 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 wonderful because it definitely shows it gives visualizations to the kids that they didn't have before especially on geography especially I'll take it one step further. Not only does it depend on the game, it depends on the teacher. Yeah. Uh, and it depends on the way it's used. Um, I, I, you know, this kind of goes back, I hate to go back to that, that same point, but this kind of goes back to the same point of um, it's their tools, you know, yeah. but, but then at the same time, so is traditional curriculum. So maybe having all traditional curriculum is not the right answer either. Um, 
So you got to mix it up. I mean, maybe you know, everything's a supplement in some right. way. In the best classroom, everything's a supplement. Right. Um, you know, probably in every unit that I teach for um, for social studies, you know, so I have Mesopotamia, Egypt, China, Greece, Rome, you know, Middle Ages. You know, each one, there's probably some type of activity or small game that I use in there. Um, you know, Egypt, there are two huge games that I use in there from the BBC. Uh, they are kind of a, a, a big player in that. Not as much with China, not as much, you know, um, with Greece. You know, so it just depends on the unit. It's, it's over time, I, I just have found the best tools that help me, help the students learn, you know, and, and grow. And, um, yeah, it's similarly, you know, there are several teachers I know that use simulations, which mm -hmm. is not really a game, but there's gamification in there. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's fun too. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of fun. So, I, I think you're if you do the same thing over and over and over, you got to mix it up. You sure. have to mix it up. I don't think you can do the whole thing that way. Um, what do you feel games provide that traditional education has uh, whoa, whoa, has not? Whoa, easy, buddy. Did I skip one? You skipped five. Oh, I skipped five. Golden rings. Okay. Do you think a game exists today that could teach a course or concept better than a textbook? Oh, uh, one word answer. I, well, first of all, I don't like textbooks. Um, yeah, the, uh, I think yes would be my answer, um, only because. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I think maybe what he was looking for here was probably a title of a game or an example, but it, which I'm trying to think of. Um, but games also warrant a lot of discussion. Yeah. You know, discussion that kids are interested in as opposed to textbooks that usually don't warrant a lot of, or don't... They've gotten better. They've gotten better, but it's, <laughs> it's, that, to me, that's just another tool. It's just another resource. It's right. a, you know, okay, we, we have this question, let's look into the textbook. Yeah, I'm probably not a good person to answer this because I don't. The last don't time I, the last time I looked through a textbook would have been when I was in high school, and yeah. I certainly, certainly yeah. didn't enjoy them. So you know, I I have, I have these vocabulary words that the kids are learning at the beginning of the year, that go along with main concepts that that I I have with uh, as it pertains to the game civilization, and so the kids. What I've done on purpose is that the definitions, they, they do fill in the blanks. So the kids are thinking, oh, this is easy. I'll just find the answers. Well, the thing is, is that I've changed, I, I really haven't changed the answers. I just, I've had different ways of, of, of writing these definitions that make it easier for them to understand. So when I, when I give them the definition of culture, when they're looking up the definition of culture, they read it. They just read it. They don't really understand it. So the definition I use is a little bit more, more. It's easier to understand. So I'm bringing this around, Jerry. So the 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 fill in the blank. So the kids, what they're doing, they're thinking that, oh man, I got to find the exact definition somewhere, and it's not there. They can't find it. Well, guess what they're using? They're using all tools. They go, can we use the t textbook? Yes, that's one tool. Can I use the dictionary? Yes. Can I look online, use Wikipedia or, or dictionary.com? Yes. And then what they do is they read all these and they work as a group and try to figure out, okay, I think it's this and I think we need to put this in the blank. 
So to me, you know, I've really not used a textbook as a as a guide, a, a you know, a path to get where I want to go. Yeah, uh, textbooks remind me of rote memorization. And yeah. Um, okay, so our fearless leader Dan of the EdReach Network ha has uh, great quotes all the time. Through I think it's like Change Makers or something. One of yeah. those sites that yeah. And Seth um, Godin, Godin, I don't know how you say his last name. Uh huh. G O D I N. So he had one of them that said, uh, said like, open book, open note, all the time, every time. Yeah. There, there is no point in memorizing anything anymore. Right. <clears throat> and um. And, it, and, and I think games, you know, but but games lean closer towards that theory in my mind than textbooks do. But don't you play you the game better when you know and have things memorized? Uh, I mean, memorization needed for certain things inside of a game, but... Right. You have to have know. some memorization. I, I, I completely understand what he's saying. I agree to a certain point, but there's some things. I don't want a doctor pulling out a phone and, you know, he's like, Oh, I think it's this nerve in the brain that I need to snip. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my phone out. He wouldn't you know, pull his phone like, out. He better, he better have that memorized. He would log into World of Warcraft and figure <laughs> out if he can. Um, hey, guys. I don't know. <laughs> hey, clan, what do you think? Hey, clan. What you... <laughs> let me check with my guild on that uh, yes. cancerous oh, tumor. I'll get back to you. Goodness gracious. <laughs> okay, to a certain extent, I think memorization, you have to have some memorization. So if we answer this question correctly, um, it says... Yeah, did we answer the question? Could, could it teach a course or a concept better than a textbook? A concept, yes. absolutely. Um, a course, I think that's still in the making. I think well, right now, several games could come together to teach a course. Yeah. But I better don't... than the courses that I have? No. There's nothing... <laughs> I, well, I, and I don't want to get a big head about it. I mean, I work my tail off. I mean... You know, putting things together—it's—it's it's just one—it's just one tool, just like the textbook is one tool. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Now, are we on six now? What do you I feel think. games provide that traditional education has not or cannot? Um. You know, I've—I've I've said this many times. The ultimate classroom is a holodeck from Star Trek. <laughs> you know, interacting with—I uh, think. Having a novel, you know, I, I was talking to the kids today about um, artists from the United States, and they're thinking sculptors and, and painters and draw, you know, art, that type of artist. And I'm like, hold on, no, we're, we can, you can go to music, you can go to different areas. And then one person that I brought up was um, Edgar Allan Poe hmm. and The Raven. And there is a really cool. I don't know if you've seen it, there's some really cool interactive books on the uh, iPad. Mm. And I see games going to that. I see games really getting, I don't know, I, I see games really going into interactiveness. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I've seen that book, The Raven, which is, it's, an, it's almost like a, uh, it's like a visual story. And they've done this with some of the Shakespearean plays, too, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So I see, I think games can give that extra interactivity that sometimes is difficult to do within the classroom. Well, it's, it's also one-on-one. -on -one. It's, it's, it's an individual um, 
education. Well, it's it can be. It can be collaborative too. Well, it can be collaborative, but I mean, I mean, the feedback in a game and, and the ability to play the game and the like you said, the interaction is uh, much more personal than in an entire classroom. I mean, I'm very close to all my students in my classroom, but I can't possibly talk to to all 25 of them personally at once. I mean, yeah. I can speak to them as a group, but I can't, you know, individually. But when you're playing a game, you're interacting in that game. So, yeah. so I think it does that, you know, among other things. Like, like we talked about um, assessment. You know, I think it, yeah. it, does, it does assessment better than, than, you know, certain parts of assessment. Certainly right. not like holistic assessment and things right. like that. But. Hey, uh, we got a comment from, uh, um, from the Hangout. So Ooh. Jennifer says, textbooks today can be good tools in the classroom. Some are better than others. They're getting more student-friendly, and online versions uh, are more student-intuitive. In and, you know, I, I, I do, I'm coming from the vantage point of a social studies teacher, which is more of a, um, I don't know, it, it's, it's almost like an encyclopedia. You know, it, now, Ooh. what? I, I was going to say, as someone is a history teacher, unless you're using some kind of digital textbook, your book's always behind. <laughs> well, if you're teaching ancient civilizations. Okay. Yeah, but, but I mean, but otherwise, that, your that ideas change behind. over time too. <laughs> right. The, the study historiography is right. the study of how we look at history and how that changes over time. Right. You know, Any new development by the victors. You know, two what? years are, are not yeah, in that book. Right. But I do know. Okay, and I'll speak for this for science and math. That has gotten better, and I, a lot more science and math teachers use their textbooks uh, more so than I would say, well, and I, I, I'm just talking from my district, the social studies teachers I know at my grade level, we've really pulled away from, from the textbook. But yes, uh, there are definitely, and she's saying there are some better, better than others, and I'm not going to name any names, but there's some crazy online version of some major textbooks out there, especially science, and I'm speaking as a parent and, and, and also the teacher uh, on my team that tells me it's just it's there's some parts that are very well laid out but the online is just horrible hmm. uh, but I think there are some I think they're getting better at understanding that there has to be some application and there's they're starting to add uh, there's one site they use it's called gizmos and they're creating the kids are creating or working through challenges <laughs> and that's being part of the textbook. So I was about to say, what? Well, yeah, what about when the two come together? You know, yeah. when you when you earn badges as a, in a game setting for yeah. completing parts of your textbook studies. I think there's going to be an intermix because you have like Brain Pop. You mm -hmm. know, I'm using some of their content, and now they what they do is they have their content, and then they have some type of game or interactive content that goes along with it. And I think textbooks are are doing that a little bit better. And, and there's some textbooks that, especially on the social study side. In fact, my textbook, the interactive content's not there that very. It's not very good at all. I actually use somebody else's social studies interactive material that they actually have out for free, <laughs> and um, and it's actually pretty good. But yeah, it's it. I, I think they are learning, and they have to because they're finding out that they're going to other resources. So thank you, Jennifer. Um, do you have a success story with a particular game? I mean. Definitely, you know, you have Civilization is, is a huge one for me. Um, I'm starting BBC, the history, the BBC Interactive History Games. I use those constantly. I definitely want 
Uh, some science teachers in my district use Portal. Uh, Portal 2, I know that's been very uh, effective. Um, Minecraft, what am, how did I forget Minecraft? Minecraft has been amazing with my kids and building, uh, building content. So, yeah, there's definitely some games out there, and there's some simulations that, that I've used that have been very, very good. Uh, and Brain Pop, the filament games, iCivics, there's some great games out there. So it's, you know... I've had kids that have played these games and they've gradu graduated high school and they still remember the, the, the content and the, the concepts that were taught and how it was through that game because they worked through it. And I think that's fun. I will give two answers to this question. One is the type of answer he's looking for and one is not. Um, yeah, I think the Minecraft one, the story I've told a million times here is when you had me do the sit conference, you know, and um, and the kids were, were creating something in Minecraft, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I just, and, you know, I said, well, you guys, they said, can we work together as a group? And I said, well, if you work together as a group, I, I can't give you the prize. And I'm like, oh, we don't care about the prize, you know, yeah. we just want to, we just want to build. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's an amazing power. Um, and then the other one is, you know, I, um, I think games sometimes just bring you closer to your students by giving you conversations that you've never had. So I've had conversations with my kids about um, World of Warcraft or Heavy Rain or um, Portal 2 mm -hmm. that that they're like, whoa, wait, you play that game? You know, yeah. and then suddenly it's like, yeah, and, and we have this great conversation and, and you build a, build a rapport. And then mm -hmm. the one that I probably shouldn't tell at all is, you know, the other day... Um, we were we were messing around with the the iPads and um, so then suddenly I was like, all right, I have lunch next hour. I'm going to be bored. What game should I download? And all of a sudden, these ideas just start flying out. And um, you know, somebody gave me some kind of just fun, quick game, and we all started playing together in the classroom. And I pop mine up on the Apple TV. You know, and I'm just like, bam, beat this score, you know, and it, it was the last five minutes of class. Yeah. Nobody could beat it, you know, but but there was this, like, this great moment together when we were all just, you know, playing this game, and, and it wasn't a huge learning moment, you know, but it was a great class moment. Yeah, so. yeah, building those relationships. Yeah. yeah, so I've had kids come up to me, Assassin's Creed, but oh, yeah. then they start telling me the history, you know, Assassin's Creed 3, you know, the... Uh, you know, the history behind it and how it was put together. Okay, that's pretty cool. I don't like when they start coming up and saying, you know, you play Call of Duty, you play Black Ops, I go, I might, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, probably, yeah. You don't come up to your teacher and talk to me about a game that you need to be 17 to play and you're, what, 11, 12? I don't think yeah. so. Okay, um, how do you deal with naysayers that feel games, uh, especially video games, are unsocial and are harmful to people, especially children? I'll tell them they don't know what the heck they're talking about. And I'm not going to waste their time, my, my time discussing it with them. No, it's uh, you know, we've talked about this before, Jerry. You know, we're seeing more and more studies coming out saying that playing, you know, and I don't want kids playing violent video games, but um, actually they're saying that uh, that actually is reducing crime because it's they're kind of letting off that steam. We had that uh, that veterans uh. Uh, fight Club, you know, that releasing of steam and, and just yeah. kind of, you yeah. know, uh, getting that out of your system. So, you know, how do you deal with the naysayers that feel games uh, on social? I mean, really, 
you, you just you come come tomorrow night to my game club and tell me that games are not social, especially video games. These kids are playing Minecraft and they are so vocal with each other. Uh, it's it, it's amazing. And I think um, I I think this is just a personal philosophy. If you focus your energy in finding the people that enjoy games and helping and, to, and coming together to better promote games, um, you're better off than trying to change someone's mind who is a naysayer about games. Only because maybe both of those roles are important. You know, to a kid that's addicted to video games, maybe, maybe they need to to have a, a back off a little bit. You know, yeah. maybe somebody needs to say, hey... You know, uh, like a parent, right, right, you know? right, right. Like, yeah, like a parent. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's not terrible. There are a lot of things that I'm a naysayer in an education, like the whole lot of the system. Um, but you know, in people can try to change my mind. But like I said, if you focus your energies, I found some real. When I started this game club, I found some. You know, there's a guy in our science department that I had no idea massive not only gamer but huge um, collectible card game player you know and he brought in these collections to show the kids and they were awesome and, and you know and he started using them more like all of a sudden I, I hear these stories now since I started this club that he's playing um, oh, what's the railroad game uh, Ticket to Ride he's playing Ticket to Ride <laughs> yeah. he's playing Ticket to Ride in the classroom you know things like that like yeah. And to me, spending the energy working with him to figure out how we can better games in education yeah. is better than than trying to oh, yeah. convince naysayers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. And anybody that plays games and sees it, you know, is good. But too much of anything is bad. Sure. There's there's very clear cut video game addiction. Yeah. Yeah. I have kids that'll be up till um, you know all hours of the morning. Yeah coming All in red-eyed and exhausted and they'll say, yeah, but I was up playing, you know, whatever, and I'm like, that that's not healthy anymore. You know, you, then you're, that's not, just because you were playing something that we've talked about in the past doesn't make it appropriate. Yeah, speaking of, you know, staying up all night, here I am starting to yawn. It's like, it's past my bedtime. No, all right, well, we, okay, got, we, we got, got two, two left. Here. Two left, okay. What are your thoughts on badges? Don't need no stinking badges. Badges in education, openbadges.org and others? Do you feel they encourage learning or distraction to learning? You know, I am at the point, I like badges. The kids like badges. It's, it's you know, did we like stickers? Golden stars? You know, when we were in class, you know, kids? Is, was that bad? Was that horrible? Oh, no, look out for the, you know, the golden stars that, you know, were up in the classroom. You know, that, I don't think that's a bad thing. Now, the one thing I will say and this is kind of where I'm going with it. First of all, number one, I want to get rid of grades. I want to go to, you know, the state. We've talked about this before, Jerry, standards-based grade book, and, you know, have a four-point scale, which really get rid of four-point scale and just go, you know, mastery, strong, you know, proficient, uh, you know, needs improvement type of thing, and create badges for those, and that's my grade. Yes. That's my grade. That's the that's the best thing that you that you could have brought up. Um, badges don't count if they're badges don't work if they're just another way to identify a grade. You know now if they're more descript and they're 
they're more standards based and mm-hmm. kids are allowed to earn them you know as opposed to as opposed to a kid starting with a grade and losing it or or right. you know badges don't don't um Badges don't have 60 ways to fail. So that, you know, they say that from the, like, 80 to 90 is a B, 90 to 100 right. is an A, and then 0 to 60 is an F. So you've got 60 ways to get an F, you know. Ba- badges don't, um, oh, I got three A's on an assignment and an F, so I got a B for the quarter. Badges don't work that way. No. You know, you, you, you achieve them and you earn them, and then they become part of your collection. Right. If they do anything, I think they point closer towards a portfolio-based education system, which, yeah. uh, and I don't, obviously, art portfolios are one thing, but but a portfolio meaning building, uh, um, you know, the things that you've achieved in school and, and carrying them with you. And badges, to me, go closer to that. Now, with that yeah. being said, I haven't actually tried using a lot of them in classes yet. Yeah. It's something that's on my list to do, but, you know, I just don't want to use it in a negative connotation either. Like, oh, you didn't get five badges, so you're failing class. You know, that's, I think as soon as it, as soon as it comes down to that, you can't punish people for not getting them then. You know, right. I mean, it, now, it's, do you it's have, hard. Do you, do you do pottery? Yeah. Do you work pottery? Okay, so, you know, you have a mastery, at least at that level, um, you know, or, you know, exceeds, sure. you know, up. You know, a picture of a um, exceeds pottery. Yeah, we, we, we have pottery. You know what I'm saying? And then that's the yeah. badge. Is that we have full rubrics? Yeah, set up for that, where, where they could easily be assigned badges. You know, you're you're the novice potter. You're yeah. the you start uh, out. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're and the newbie. You, you put more time in, and you yeah. Right. You the and you noob, work your way up. The noob yeah. potter. Noob. Um, <laughs> that's how you say that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, so, like, I'm using Edmodo, and I'm using badges in there. So, you know, when they sign up for Edmodo, they've turned in their permission slips. They've signed up for the account. I give them a badge that says, welcome to Edmodo. Okay, no, they're signed up. They're ready to go. Uh, the next one, they, um, you know, they create their account, that you know, and they have uh, what I like. They have, like, learning styles. So they fill out the profile. So I have a little badge for that. So when they complete that, that's that's their badge. They turn in their first assignment. And, you know, we, I gave a little badge for that, showing that they completed that first assignment. So, you know, I, I look at it as accomplishments um, in, in, in getting something. But I can also go back and say, hey, you know, you had trouble with this, you know, uploading an assignment or attaching an assignment. Well, you know, you got this badge because I saw you. You know how to do it. So what happened? What's, what's going yeah. on here? I don't, I don't know. Just a way to show that they've completed stuff. Well, in repeating Fast. what we've constantly said, it's going to work better for some kids than it is others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but if it if it encourages some kids to f- focus more, become more involved in their own education, then how can you call it? How could you possibly call it a bad thing? Yeah. Okay, this is going to be an interesting one. Oh, before we do this, hey, Stitcher is the hottest radio platform on the internet, and they're taking education forward. By giving EdReach and education innovators everywhere a great place to publish content, listen to EdReach shows on Stitcher.com. Do they have a blog? The blog. Nah, see, I was waiting for you to say blog. Okay, blog. Stitcher for the support of the EdReach network. Okay, get that. Thank you, Stitcher. Uh, with the popularity of gamification these days, what do you think the community at large is getting right? I'm wondering which community, like the games and learning community, what do you think they're getting wrong? I will tell you this. <laughs> I think a lot of people are getting gamification 
wrong. <laughs> I think they're taking anything and everything and turning it into you, you, you go to the grocery store, get points. You know, <laughs> I, I go to I go to Walgreens, get my prescription, you get points and you get money. You know, it, I mean it's it, it, I think at some point it's it's kind of overkill when you can get it from everyday things to you know to the business world to I, I think some people are just going overboard with it um, and creating that chocolate covered broccoli you know you're just putting a, a layer of game on top of something that is just uh, memorization yeah and there's there's no Superman. No, there's nothing that's going to come along and take the educational world by storm and completely change it. It's not going to take the business world by storm and completely change it. You know, we we should know by now that those things don't exist. Right. It's small, frequent changes that that make these things better. Um, so gamification, if it comes by as a large storm, does what? Here you go, weatherman. Does what a lot of storms do? They pass. They pass. You know? And. You know, uh, yeah, it, it just keeps moving, it. and that would be my fear. That would be my fear is that that this that the games movement gets gets wrapped up into this this storm. It gets used poorly. It gets overused. And it gets drilled, and then and then it goes away. Yeah, and I think I think when you can gamify without having it feel like it's gamified. Yeah. Does that make sense? When you can integrate yeah. something where it's it, people don't look at it as a layer on top of something. Well, gamification is routinely coming back to um, the simple collecting of points and and the and building badges. of status. Yeah. yeah, and that's not all that games are about. You know, no. as we talk about in here, games have so much more. Um, uh, oh man, the the name is just completely gone. But the making important decisions. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Quandary. Yeah, yeah. The the quandaries. The the things that the games force the the new. You know, a lot of this new interactivity that's coming out in games. The engagement that's coming out in games. Those are the positive traits of games. Not only hey, look, it's something cute that can keep score and let you know when you're doing well. Yeah. You know, that's that's a, another way to grade yourself. You know, yeah. which which is partially, I guess, where where some of that. Um, that hate for badges comes in out of some people, which which I can understand, but um, you know, to go back to number nine there, but but I you know I don't know I guess that's where I wouldn't say something like badges are doing it wrong, and I wouldn't say gamification is is all wrong, but I think when it's when it's in that big of a mass appeal by people that don't understand the true magic or the true power of games. Right. Um, then, then it can be done pretty wrong. And, and, I, and, I, and like I said, integrating it smoothly, um, integrating it to where there's you're rising up. Like you said, you're you, you're a novice and you're moving up, mm -hmm. um, and not making people. When you can make people, when they fail and they don't feel like it's bad and they want to keep going, that's good. Yeah, the biggest thing. I can't believe we didn't touch on that really at all. You know, what's what what is what is happening right? Um, fear being taken out, fear of failure, yeah. Yeah. and fear of not trying new things, yeah, and fear good, of Jerry. all those things. Fear being removed is, is a good thing. Yeah, and that's. I think I think that idea and concept is really pushed in, especially in the education world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay. Uh, we still have some teachers to work on. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, you know, it's I, just yeah. a philosophy, and yeah. you know, it's just yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, Gary, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Mm. I'm gonna go play some games. <laughs> That'll wake me up. Okay. Well, Craig, I hope <laughs> I hope that helps you out. Those were great questions. I'm gonna toss it out there. Those were good questions. You know, it's he's probably gonna have more questions after. <laughs> gonna be like, doofus, you didn't do these right. This is what I was trying to ask. Okay. So thank you for listening to this week's Ed Game. The the thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us on EdReach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach network. Blog. A great week. Your couch is frumpy. <laughs> yeah, but it's holding, you know, it's got a Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl. I don't know.